So uh, teach me how not to lose all my money in the upcoming recession that we're about to witness or that we're already living in. So first of all, everybody knew this was coming. And it's a long time. You know, I mean, the market's been going up since 2010. I used to buy houses for 40000 They're worth 600000 Same exact house now. So now what's happening is this is a forced recession, by the way, because the unemployment rates were low. Everything was going beautiful. And then, you know, they had to be like, well, you know what? If a guy bought a house for 60000 in 2010 and now it's worth six hundred, and the inflation rate they supposedly say is 8%, but I don't know anything that's only gone up 8% to you. Gas is up 150%. Houses, like I predicted, went up double what I thought they were going to do because the supply chain is low and they gave away trillions of dollars. Where's that money going to go? It's going to go back on the street, right? So now they have to force a recession to slow things down, right? So when you look, the the one thing that hurt the real estate the most that's going to hurt it badly, and it's not even going to be that bad, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the interest rates are going up. To, everybody's looking, well, that's extremely obvious, right? Of course. But what they don't understand is that's not going to control the housing market. If a two-by-four costs $8, and a permit to build a house costs thirty, forty thousand, and a lot is two hundred thousand. How's it going to drop in value? And what they're not telling you is the hedge funds own thirty to forty percent of the single-family homes. So why would they? Is that how many? Is that how much they really own? Of course, like BlackRock and shit, Blackstone. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of them. I've sold thousands of houses to those to investors who eventually sold them to hedge funds. So it's like this. Here's how. Here's how it works. Supply and demand, right? Rents have skyrocketed. People, Florida is the um, the third most populated state in the United States. People come here every single day, right? It's hot. We don't have any state income tax. People want to be here. Uh, luxury Airbnb, seven hundred to a thousand a night. The money is still flowing, but they shut the faucets off. So the next way they're going to lower the values of the homes. Watch out when you sell something. You're going to have an appraisal review. The banks are like, oh, my God, they're going up too fast. So what they do is the appraisers put the brakes on. But I'm going to tell you how to defeat all that. That's irrelevant. The rel- I, I saw an Instagram. I saw a meme that said, which it's a meme on like a hip-hop meme page, which validates it, in my opinion, that said that, sorry, and I apologize in advance. My brain is like human soft serve today because I got really fucked up last night at the hockey game. Um, tough game Yeah bro That was a tough game Hard. I'm not really a big hockey fan I just kind of got into Exciting. it Exciting Love it The fight It's so are, much fun It's incredible It's like going to a fight But like there's a little bit of hockey It's like going to a soccer game With a lot of fighting and Yeah crying. It's fucking cool Amazing. I really like it Love Super it. high energy mm-hmm. um, So Yeah yeah Anyways that meme that I saw It said that Florida is now The most expensive state to live in Well that's not true It's not true California okay. New York City But regardless of that Here's what's happening the hedge funds are licking their chops because they're waiting to see the sheep dump. Like just this week, I bought three houses. And in you in the past three, four, five months previous to this, I wasn't buying much. I was just developing my dirt. So now what's happening is CNN, the Communist News Network, yeah. they're out there scaring you just like they did with COVID. They're trying to make you nervous so you could like panic. So when people are in panic mode, they do... They just make poor choices, okay? Mm. So 
when you oh, it's like this let me give you an example let's pretend you're you're at a poker table or you're at a blackjack table and you start with a hundred thousand dollars in chips right and you got a million dollars in chips in front of you how much have you made or how much have you made if you start, i started out with a hundred now i got a million mm -hmm. i made 900 you made zero because you haven't cashed in yet you understand okay yeah. you didn't go to the cashier so if you don't sell your house you're not losing you're not making mm -hmm. but it's people's perception what people perceive to be real is real right but the houses will drop due to the fact that most people who buy houses get conventional or FHA or VA loans, right? But what they're not taking in consideration is the hedge funds buy houses to rent them because the the um, the rents are astronomically high. Mm -hmm. Plus, the houses go up in value and they depreciate the assets, and it's better for them on their taxes. So owning a owning an asset is really a liability because you're depreciating it while it's going up in value. You realize your money when you sell it, but you never sell it because you're always borrowing against it. So it's just like a cash register that sits there accumulating wealth, right? The regular person's taking a beating because they don't know the system. They don't know the game. This is basically their nest egg is implanted in this house. So the rates have gone up just this year about double. Right. Like January 1st, the interest rates were 3%. Now they're six and change. So these people who have gotten loans, anything over 5%, they're in jeopardy of foreclosure. But how you beat that is this. Wait, so, wait, wait. Sorry, sure. sorry, sorry, sorry. Say that one more time. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm retarded today. No problem. So, so let's say you, that you get a loan and your interest rate's over 5%, you're in jeopardy. Right. Because due to the fact that your payment has escalated in price. You know what I mean? Like if you go to a, if you go right now and you look up um, amortization schedule, right? And you put up five hundred thousand thirty year loan three percent compared to thirty year loan six percent. Look how much more money you're paying for that debt, right? Right. So these people, their houses will drop, and then if they if they bought a house for six hundred thousand and they put ten percent down. So that means they owe five forty, right? Mm -hmm. In six months, the house is worth five hundred. So now they lost their down payment plus they lost forty grand. If they sell it, they lose. Then they got to pay realtor fees and closing costs. So they're already upside down. Right. So we have to try to figure out how can we get to these people to control their assets. You make money in real estate by controlling, like lease options. You, uh, purchased with um let's pretend that you have a mortgage of 500 i come to you all right look you owe 500 your house is worth 480 why don't you just deed the house in my name i'll give you a couple thousand dollars so basically the mortgage is in your name i'm the new owner you understand how that yeah. works yeah because i'm buying it subject to your mortgage then i call your bank hey guess what surprise i bought this property it owes this it's worth less maybe me and you can make a deal where i can just buy this house from you I could buy the note. So this is what's going to wind up happening. And you have to remember, from 2009 to 2012, short sales, foreclosure, this was an everyday thing. Okay? So people are just coming back, and this is what's going to happen again. We just got to try to figure out how we could control the assets so we can make money. Due to the fact that the rents are extremely high. So... Pretty sure a lot of investors out there, you know the term hard money, you get a hard money loan. You're familiar yeah. with yeah, you buy a house for two hundred thousand, you put 10, 15, 20 percent down, you tr they'll charge you two, three points, twelve percent, ten percent interest, whatever. So these are loans that are usually one or two year balloons. And these are taken by investors who are gonna renovate the property and resell it.
So a lot of these lenders now, they're going to be on the hook because a lot of these people are not going to want to finish the projects. So those people are going to be in jeopardy. The banks, whoever lent these people the money, private individual, whoever it is. So the way to make money on this is you go to the guy who's a hard money, who has a hard money loan. Hey, real quick, what do you owe on this? It's public information. We'll just look it up. All right, I owe 150. Okay, it was worth 300 after repair. Now it's worth 200, 250, whatever the number may be. So those people are in jeopardy of losing money. So what you do. So so these people that got hard money loans. Mm -hmm. Okay. They bought the property to renovate it due to the fact that the properties were escalating two to three percent a month. Right. Right. They're thinking no matter what, the longer I take it, the more I make. Right. Right. So now if it takes a little downfall, those people are going to be nervous because this is an investment. They don't live here. And most of these times the property they lend you based on the asset, not on your credit situation. And most of these pro- these these houses are owned in limited liability corporations. Mm-hmm. And if if the lender doesn't make you sign a personal guarantee, you could just give the property back and it doesn't really affect you. So you need to right. source these properties, get a contract to purchase it and negotiate with the lender. So let's say a lender, let me give you how you negotiate. Let's say you owe 200000 at 12% one-year balloon. You call the lender, hey, guess what? Your guy that you lent the money to, I think he's having difficulties, he's going to pay you. I want to purchase this asset. Why don't you give me a five-year balloon at 3%, 4%? He's like, no, why would I do that? I'll just take him in foreclosure. Okay, so let me just put in a limited liability corporation, claim bankruptcy, and you can't even contact me legally. So this is, now it's like when... um Two rocks hit together. Something's going to break. If two rams are hitting their heads together, yeah. one of them will fall, right? Right. So the reasoning all this is happening is due to the interest rates. Because the higher the interest, the more the payment. The more the payment, the less people can afford. The less people can afford, the less the house is worth. Mm. So this is what's going to happen. But we're going to make millions of dollars during this next crash. So the housing, the prices of the price of houses and the housing market is going to go down. You think? I think it's going to be not nowhere near is two thousand and seven, eight, nine, ten. Nowhere near. Nowhere near because that you bad. could because I used to buy houses for forty thousand that the dirt today is worth two hundred. Right. So and then you got to remember back in those days, people were buying houses, you know, just to cash out. They were never going to make the mortgage payments. Nowadays, the banking is very strict. And the and not only that, the hedge funds came in. So you have sophisticated money in the real estate game. Prior to 2007, look how many assets, single family assets, were owned by these institutions. Oh, Very few. Yeah. Now there's multiple assets that are owned by these funds. So they're not going to dump all their assets because they're going to lose money. So they're going to look to buy more and jack up the rents. So if you own a house, if you own a house and the that house that you own that you live in that your family lives in is the majority of your wealth and your your net worth and you want to make money during this time so what let do me, you do? Yeah, do here's you, what I would do. I would immediately try to get a line of credit. It, you know, I would go to a bank and say, "Hey, look, my house is worth 600, I owe 250." Give me um, an 80%. So basically, I want to take a line of credit on Based whatever on your my equity. equity. Right. So how a line of credit works is you pay a payment while you're using the money. So if you're not using that money, you don't have to make a payment. 
You understand that, correct? No. Okay, so a line of credit is like this. You got a half a million dollar line. Let's just say it's six percent interest only for round numbers. Okay. So you borrow a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. At six percent. That's right. five hundred dollars a month you're paying for that hundred thousand. That's just the interest. Right. Interest. But you could buy a house like I bought a house yesterday for a hundred and five thousand. I'm gonna sell it for one fifty in a week. Right. So the point is you're oh, making okay. money with the money that you have. You're using your equity to create wealth. Right, right. So okay. this is what you want to do immediately before the house's values go down because everything is based on current value. That makes a lot of sense. So you want to go out there immediately, get a line of credit. You're only going to make money while you use your money. Well, obviously, you're not going to go out there and buy a car, get a new kitchen. Don't do that. Wait for when people's ribs are showing where they need to liquidate. And then you go in there in a strong cash position. Because like I told you before, there's only three type of buyers. A buyer who pays cash, closes, the data title is ready. Mm-hmm. You got a pretend buyer who needs exit strategies, inspection periods. And then you have the buyer that needs to call mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy is the appraiser and the bank. Yeah, But when you have cash on hand, you're going to go out there and hit home runs. So when you go out and you get a line of credit based on your on your equity of your of your home, can you get you have to have a piece of property to show the bank to get that line of credit for, or can you just so get basically the line of they're going to look at your house, they're going to do their own separate appraisal. But you have to show them like I want to buy this with the credit. No, 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 no. Once you have that HELOC, that home equity line of credit, that money that's like a checkbook. Gotcha. Now you could go and buy whatever you want. Okay. You could go to Vegas. You could buy a car. You could buy whatever you want. It's your money sitting there. But you're still going to be at that six percent. Whatever. I don't. I'm not saying the rate. Obviously, the rate goes by your credit mm-hmm. and by your. Oh, income. so it's not based on mortgages. It's not based. No, on- this is a mortgage, but it's a line of credit. It's similar to a a, a thirty year, fifteen, twenty year amortized loan. But right. this is basically a short window. Okay. The point is you want to control assets. Lease options is another way to control assets right now. So let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's say you own a house and you can't sell it because you want the moon and it needs a lot of work. And the more assets that come for sale, the more picky the buyer gets. Mm -hmm. Right now, the buyers are overpaying in the last year because it was a limited supply. And building houses took a long time because the trusses to put the roofs up were take, take long. The windows took long. So there was more buyers than real estate. Same way right now, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's there, but there's more assets coming on the market. And there's being a lot of pr- price drops because people are nervous and they want to realize their capital. But I still think it's a foolish move because where are you going to go? Because you have to buy something else anyway. But to make exactly. a long story short, to make money during this market... You need to control other assets. If you could control 50 assets and make 20000 a piece, you just made a million dollars. So you have to understand the value of the assets, how you could control. Like, let me give you an example. Let's say you got a house that I think is worth 500 and you owe 450 right? I go to you. You can't sell it. It needs a roof. It needs windows. It needs a lot of work. I go to you, say, look, here's what I'm willing to do. How much is your, your, your mortgage payment, your taxes and insurance, whatever? And you tell me, well, I owe $250. Uh, I, um, this nut is costing me 2000 a month, let's just say. So here, I could give you 2500 a month. I could give you 10000 down. And you have to sign this lease option where I can close it within these 24 months for this set price. And you also, this is very important, don't forget this, you would like to do an assignable lease option. So I'm going to tell you what that means. 
the least the option to purchase it is in my company name, my personal name or whatever. But I can assign it to another buyer so I don't have to close it. I could just sell my paper. You understand? Yeah, you talked about this last time. It's so fucking complicated to me. It's very it's simple. Like, I'm an idiot. No, no, let's pretend. I'm going to make it real simple. You see this bottle of water? Yeah, but how do you find people that are going to do It seems like a shady deal. It's not sh- Listen, if, if, if you, you want to lease listen, 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 if you I'll lease option me, every property that I own to you. Right, but if you the right, if, the right you, terms. if you walked up to me and you fucking sold, said that shit to me, I'd be like, no fucking way I'm doing But let me ask like you, that. would you be willing to rent one of your properties that you wanted to rent? Hell yeah, I'd be willing. It's to the rent same it. exact thing. I'm leasing it with the option to purchase it. All that means is I'm going to rent your house, but you're you're letting me one day buy it from you. That's right. all it is. I understand that. So why why do you, you think s- that's bad? I don't think that's bad. I just think that the way that you described it with like saying that you need to have all you need to have a clause in that agreement saying you can sell the paper, you can no, buy no. it No, no, when I price. sell sell the paper, here's what that means. If I choose to put my mother in here, if I choose to put my father, my friend, a guy I just met at the club, he he could take over my terms. Okay. He is now the new tenant. Okay. I got you. I understand. I see what you're saying. And they're still going to get paid. Well, how many people do you hear that do Airbnb? A lot. And how many of those people rent houses to re-rent them Airbnb? Have you heard of that? Say that again. Okay. So let's pretend that you own a house. You're going really fast and my mind's going like half the speed. No, you're fine. That's how you roll. I love it. So let's pretend that you own a house. Okay. In a desirable neighborhood. Right. And the rent is 10000 a month. Okay. And I like to do Airbnb. That's my job. That's what you do. And I come to you and I say, listen, the rent here is 10000 I will pay you 12000 but I'm going to rent it. I'm going to be the guy on the hook. You're renting it to me, but I'm going to re-rent it. Airbnb. It. That's like subleasing, right? Exactly. You understand now? I understand. Okay. Thank so you a lot of yeah, a lot of people do that. They like I'm building four houses on the river right now. So, so how do you approach people like that? You just hit them up on Airbnb, or do you hit them up like you find houses that are already no, for people, rent? And you well, just, I don't hit up anybody. That's not my business. But a lot, I'm just saying people do that. Okay. I don't do that business. I only I only um, work with properties that I own or I want to own. Okay, I don't pimp other people's trash. That's not what I do. If I want it, I buy it. Okay. If I want it, I figure out how to control it. Okay, so you want to own it. But there's a lot of people who don't have the resources to own things, but if they want to make money, they have to try to figure out how to control it. This is why I'm telling you. Okay. Controlling so the asset is where you make money. Let's say you got a million dollars and you buy five houses that are 200 grand a clip, right? That's a million bucks, right? Yeah. Okay, and you sell them, you make ten thousand a piece. You just made fifty thousand, right? Right. But if I could control a hundred houses with ten thousand a piece, the same million, and make twenty thousand a piece, I just made myself twenty thousand times a hundred. How much is that? Two million. Two, two million. Okay. Exactly on one million. Right. So the name of the business is to control the real estate. Right. Got it. And so you're now, saying, and the you reason I'm telling you this is because people are nervous now. They're looking for exit strategies. This is the way to do it. You negotiate so if, with hard money lenders. You negotiate with people in trouble. Okay. You negotiate with homeowners. This is just phase one of multiple so, phases. Okay. Let's say. Okay. We got the hard money lenders. Mm-hmm. We got the homeowners. Mm-hmm. And we got who else? 
people who own land. Let's pretend you own a piece of dirt. Hold on, hold on. Sure, let, let's just use let's just use uh, somebody with a house for sure, example. Go right ahead. I want to buy your house. Do I find? Am I looking for people who are have their houses listed for sale, or am I looking for people who are just just random? Do I walk to my neighbor's so house? So how I and, do it? So here's how I them. would do it. Me personally, I would get a good real estate agent, a broker, whatever. Right. Look for houses on the market that've been there for a long period of time, and then they're they're dropping the prices continuously. Okay. Now let's see how much money they owe. Let's see if they have back taxes. Let's see if there's code violations. Okay. We're trying to attack the runt of the litter. Right. The guy, like I'm telling you, he's he's in a situation where he needs money. Okay, yeah. so we need to fu- or we c- listen like me. We're praying. On, so- we're no, praying no. on the weak. Not only that, you need to- you're praying on the strong as well. If a guy were to come to hey, me, there's right nothing now, wrong with it. I, I, course, I'm with it. Danny, if a guy came to me right now today, said, Brian, look, I want to do a deal with every single piece of real estate you own with a lease option or owner finance. I'll sell him everything I own because I'm going to set it up what I want. You understand? Because mm. when I do a deal. I want you to be happy, and I want to be happy. I want everybody to be happy because I never want... Here, listen. I'm not a butcher. I'm not coming here to buy the cow and butcher it and dump it, and I'm done. I mean, that's cool when there's a lot of supply, but if I want to continue to make money with you forever, I'm going to figure out a way where both of us are extremely happy so we can continue to move forward. Right. But to answer your question, every deal matters. Every deal makes sense. The only thing that changes is the numbers. How can I make money, you make money, and the guy I'm selling it to make money, and everybody's happy at the same time? Okay, so walk me through. I found a house. So I find a house. I found a house, a guy who's had a house listed for six months. He's been dropping his pants on the price for six months. He can't move it. It's been on the market for way too long. Um, I got a hard money lender. I got a guy who's willing to give me cash to buy the house. Now right. what? I don't want to deal with that guy. Oh. I, no, no, I'm talking about I want to buy that deal, but I don't need that hard money lender. Okay. You never need a hard money lender unless it's an absolute necessity. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Okay. You're the homeowner. I don't need a lender. For what? You're going to be my lender. You, the owner of the house. Got you. So even if you have a mortgage, I'm still going to figure out a way to get the deal done. Okay. So here's how I'd say, look, you own this house. You got to list it for 500 It's only worth 450 right? Right. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to buy this house off you. How much money do you owe? Let's pretend you owe 300. I say you're selling it for 450. By the time you pay your real estate commissions, your your closing costs about 10%, so 450, 45,000, 405, let's just make it 4, you owe 3. You only have $100,000 here. That's all right. you have. Right. That's what you got after it's sold. I say here's what I'm going to do. I'll give you 20 and I owe you 80 and you're going to deed this property in my name. Okay? So your mortgage tax insurance is like fifteen hundred a month. If I can re-rent that for three thousand a month, there's fifteen hundred equity. I'm gonna give you that fifteen hundred till I pay it off. So now once so if I give you at zero interest now. Yeah. So if I gotta take fifteen hundred a month, which is eighteen thousand a year, so basically in five years, I'm gonna pay that debt. You get it? So I'm going to pay you that extra, I'm going to pay your payments plus 1500 So in five years from now, I I paid you off and I still got that debt. And that, that debt, the original mortgage has gone down because I'm paying your payment. You understand? Mm. So I'm controlling your asset. But meanwhile, while I'm buying that property, I'm trying to sell it to my tenant or some other investor uh. where I can get more money. 
Got you. So now I control that asset, and I'm making double my money every Got month. it. So you're basically like su- you're renting to own the house. With right, the but option. not only now, but not on this situation. On this situation, he deeded the property to me. Now I'm the current owner. Oh, the okay. only the, but, but the, the liability is, is in his pay him. right? Of course, because now I own this property. I'm obviously going to make the payment because mm-hmm. now I have something at risk. Right. But when I'm doing the lease option, I'm looking for equity. So then I'm in the property with the option to purchase at any given minute that we agree to. So now I'm looking for another guy who has very little credit and who has cash that has a hard time finding an asset to live in. So I said, look, I got this assignable lease option. I put 20,000 down. Give me 40. Always, always be up front with everybody. The number one thing in life, there's four rules to life, right? Number one, never waste your time because it's the only thing you can't buy, right? Number two, hire a great accountant because you're going to get fucked if you don't. Number three, you want to have fun. And number four, live in your window, live in your lane. If you're making 100 G's a year, you ain't buying no, no, no um, Rari or anything. You know what I'm saying? You got to live in your lane. But you have to understand the rules of life. So make sure that what you're doing makes benefits everyone. As long as you're benefiting everyone, everyone's happy, you walk down the street and you're giving everybody pounds and high fives and what's good. Right. Everybody could benefit. But my point is in this situation right now, you have to try to figure out how you can control the real estate. This is because, look, if you buy a house for $500,000 and you ain't got no money and you're getting an FHA loan and you're paying 6.2%, the interest is going to be killing you. Not to mention your taxes, your insurance, yeah. your refrigerator breaks, your roof is shot. You're going to lose this house. What do you say to people who still haven't fucking bought houses? Like wait a while. Ki- wait a while. Wait kids a while. who just like. Wait, wait. Just wait, huh? Because they feel. Like, I just talked to a friend of mine who, I mean, he's still paying off his his college loans, and he was thinking about buying a house two years ago, and now he's watching what's happening with interest rates, with the house housing market going up, and he just feels like he was left behind. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, well, yeah, he he missed his boat, Tent City. But listen to this: there's multiple boats, though. Never, but like I'm telling you, the, what I'm telling you right now on this lease option, he could do that. But what it, it depends: what's his financial position? How much is his rent? Is it cheaper to own than than rent? You know what I mean? You have to use all that in consideration. But listen, when I talk real estate, I never think about the guy who's living in the house because that doesn't make us any money. You understand? The average homeowner, it's cool because that's going to be the end user. But at the end of the day, that's not the guy I'm looking for. Does that make sense to you? I'm gonna make money on one, I'm gonna make money on that guy one time, which is cool. Right. But in reality, that's not my job. Right. My job is not to buy a property, fix it, and retail it. That's that was my job years ago. That's a slow boat. You don't want to take no slow boats. The way to make money. You want to take the fucking jet. Yeah, you want to take the fast train. You know what I mean? You want to be on that fast boat to get the hell out of here. Get your bread and bounce. Right. And, you know, if you if you could control good assets in neighborhoods that are going up or if you're on the river, you're on the you're, you're somewhere where, you know, it's going to go pop. It's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you want to sit. But if you're just going to retail it. Yeah. Dump it. Get a realtor. Don't do the work yourself. It's not worth it because you got to deal with headaches. Time is so valuable that you don't have time to waste on a person that's going to buy your house to live there because those are the pickiest people on earth. Who do you want to sell your house to? You want to sell your house to another investor. Okay. You want to deal with somebody who knows what's going on. Somebody who'd be able to do deals with in the future. Yeah, dealing with dealing with a homeowner person who's going to live there is like 
is that you ever go to a restaurant and somebody takes always wants the meal, bring it back, wants something for free? Yeah, yeah. Like this is the people that you're dealing with. with Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to deal with that client. No, fuck that. It's not worth it for you. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. It's better to wholesale it, get your money, and be out. Wholesale it. Get your money. Get Get your money. And if you want to sit on the asset because you think the value is going to go up and you think the rents are going to go up and you like multifamily, by all means, get the property, see what you could do with it. And watch it and continue to climb. So you see this whole recession as a big opportunity to make a fuckload of money. Of course. Money. Look, Bitcoin's collapsing. Ethereum's collapsing. Oh, yeah, I see uh, it. Yeah, of course. But that's because Terrifying. what is that backed by in reality? What is Remember it, the what? last time we talked about Bitcoin? I told you I got lucky. I didn't want to talk about it because in my mind, that's trash. But I invest in multiple things because I get bored, A. Yeah. B, I like to have my money in different avenues. And C, I just like to see what's going on. Do you, uh, do you sports gamble? No, not at all. You don't? I do not gamble. I think gambling might be the thing to do in a recession like Definitely this. Definitely 100%. That's the worst thing you could ever do. I think I heard someone, uh, I think Dave Portnoy said that Warren Buffett is washed up and the way to make real money in a time like this is by day trading and gambling on sports. Well, I don't know because Warren Buffett has probably donated probably 100 times his net worth. <laughs> you know, Warren Buffett's 92 years old and his company's probably, Warren Buffett's probably worth 70, 80 uh, billion dollars. And he's the most conservative investor. I don't see how that guy could ever be washed up. Yeah. What is his investing strategy? He he didn't he isn't he Buy the guy good that companies? Said, he's the guy who said that uh, if for like the average person to get rich over time without like being in the business is just investing in the S and P five hundred over a long period of time. Well, one thing that he did, I remember when he invested in um, in the cigarette company. So this is the greatest company. It costs a penny to make. You sell it for multiple dollars, and the the clients they stick with you forever. So the point of the matter is, a guy like Warren Buffett, he's always going to make money. He's conservative. He lives in the same house. He drives the same car. His money keeps growing, and he's not looking to he's not looking to be a flashy dude. Mm. You know, him and Charlie Monger, his partner, was 98 years old. But these people live a different lifestyle. Me, I invest in stocks here and there, but it's boring for me because I can't control it. If I can't control it, I don't want it. It makes no, it's, it's cool long term, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to leave your kids money and this, that, and the third, that's great. But if you want to make your own money and you want to be on the block and be your own master, you, if you want to master what you do, You need to figure out what you're good at and make money with it. And the reason, like I told you, I love real estate because there's multiple zeros. It's a necessity. It's it's a luxury. And it's probably one of the only things that can't be duplicated. Because they make fake cows, you know, fake meat. Fake meat. Fake everything. People living in metaverses. Of course they do that. They, but what? Burger King was given those. Now they had to, they sell out. Oh, that's the shit that uh, Bill Gates invested in. What's it called? Beyond Meat. Right. No. Yeah. That took a that took a dive. Aren't they kind of try to like actually create real meat with like fucking? Aren't they going to actually try to like in a lab create or engineer to be honest or biohack you, real meat? My time has so much value to me that I can't waste it on things I don't care about. Yeah. What I care about is having fun making money, and just doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And real estate is a key to get there. And right now, believe it or not, if you're sitting in a house, you're like, oh, my God, I could have sold this for 600 Now it's only 500 Who cares? If you're going to depend on your primary residence to make money, you're in the wrong game. You have to understand what the environment is and adapt. Because you can't fight it. You just have to work with it. 
So how what you just said you just bought three houses in the last month or, or th- this, this week? week yes this three week. houses mm-hmm. where do you find these houses? So I know almost every investor in Tampa. I know all oh, the realtors. You got a big so people right. always call me with deals. Hey, I got this because they know I'll pull the trigger immediately. I don't got to go inside like this house I just bought. Um, there's tenants living in there. You can't get inside. They don't pay the bill. The water bill is thirty eight hundred. So when you deal with a big problem, you make big money because people don't like to deal with headaches. Headaches makes the most money. So what, what I do is I buy it, dump it to the next guy, let him make a killing. As long as I can make my money, I love when people tell me, hey, Brian, I bought this house from you for 200 and I sold it for 270 Thank God. Right. Because they're going to do business with you in the future. Every day. They're so you buy houses. You, you potentially would have a buyer for a house before you even buy it yourself. If I th- yeah, of course, because how I look at a deal is like this. If I'm buying it, I got, if I want to pay this number, I already got three people in my mind that I would call and they'll f- and what, what, they can get, what I could get from them, and I pay below that number. Because you, you never go broke making a profit, so you always want to leave a lot of meat on that bone for the next guy. Uh, so what I do is I buy properties, I dump them, and the like, stuff that I like, that's what I keep. Okay. How many houses do you own right now? Probably about 60. Six. Six but with land, apartments, but that's not my thing, though. Real estate, I own a lot of real estate, but it's not my thing. The reason I say it's not my thing, you know, I listen to a lot of people's comments on what I say. Oh, you know, it's why does he dump? It's better. You know, he's a day trader. It's better to hold. Okay, really? If you're working with a certain dollar amount and then you're going to go buy some for $2 million, how are you going to buy the next thing for $2 million and the next one for five, and the next one for eight, and this one for 500000 Where are you getting this money? The banks ain't lending you Can't you, you just money. put the other shit up as collateral? So what you're saying, is, <clears throat> excuse me, you want me to cross-collateralize my other assets to purchase this one? So basically, let me ask you if you would do this. Let's pretend that you want to borrow $20 and you got 500 in the bank. Okay. Are you going to put that 500 for to borrow 20 Are you going to let them sit on that 500 and you can't reuse it now? Hell no. Exactly. Same thing with real estate. Okay. Real estate is like this. It's going to go up to a certain amount. But what I like to buy is land with certain zonings because you look at the future land use. I bought a trailer park in 2020 for a million dollars. I listed it for 4.5. I got three buyers already on deck and they want to do affordable housing. But the reason I don't go with them is because they want to take so long to close. Mm. So, and then, you know, the, the way to make money in the real estate, if you're going to sit on it, you have to build Buy the piece of dirt, split the lot, build, sell, build, sell. Bring partners in. Always use other people's money if you could. Talk to a guy who used to buy the house, buy a house, fucking add like square footage, three more bedrooms, and no, no square footage, just add walls, make more bedrooms. Yeah, because he's probably renting Section Eight. But right, you know, so basically, eight. he's taking a thousand square foot two one and 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 p- making two closets and and getting big checks. But is he is he pulling permits for this? I don't fucking know. Okay, Probably but not. my point is, in life, if you take a shortcut, you're always going to get screwed. Yeah. Especially nowadays, you that right there is only good for rental income based on Section Eight because Section Eight standards are based on bed and bath count. But that's this. That's not what I do. That's like so, but that's what kind of what what you're doing with land, right? You so say you buy a big chunk of land, section it off. So let me give you an example. I just bought a piece of dirt on the river, right? One of my buddies came to me and said, "Hey, Brian, I got this what deal. river, the Hillsborough oh. River." Okay, hey, I got this deal for a million bucks. Okay, million dollars, not bad. We bought the dirt, and then there was another little lot. We paid a buck thirty. You know, then we had a 
clean it, knock the houses down. By the end of the day, we're in the lots with the docks and everything for like maybe one four for for four house, four lots. Those lots are worth seven hundred a clip. Right now, that's two point eight. We double our money just if we dump the land. Right. So what you want to do <clears throat> is you want to get dirt. Let's say a house with a double lot. So in Tampa, you got an RS fifty means fifty feet frontage 5,000 square feet minimum so most lots are 50 by 100 so if you got a house that's 100 by 100 with a house you buy that you split it you split the lot you sell the house now you build so you have to understand that game that's a little complex i don't really want to talk about that, that makes sense to me well that's what i do every single day so i make money on the trash that i buy to dump and i use the money to facilitate my projects right i don't borrow shit. money from the banks like i told you the, ba the banks is the least place. That's the last place that I would go to get a loan. Because hmm. they don't want to lend you money. A bank does not want to lend you money. The only way they'll lend you money is if you work at a, at a fast food joint and this is your primary residence and you can't afford it. Because the government backs them up. The government wants regular people to own houses. I, I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. You mean you want people to grow equity. I mean, it's, it's, it's the... Because um, most people most of their assets or most of their wealth is in their house. Right. So that's the American dream. But what's happening is with this, what's happening now, I think that American dream might be done. And I'm going to tell you why. Because apartment buildings are being built everywhere. Look, in California, they're making it illegal to build single-family homes. Are they really? Yeah, they're saying it's like a... It's like a racist thing. It's for like a rich people thing because you got 44 million people in a state that they pay you $2,000 a month to be a bum. You're living in San Francisco on a $20 million. Your guy next door sleeping in a tent. Yeah. So the point is the American dream is changing because people are very flashy. They rather drive a Ferrari and live in an apartment than live in a house and drive it to you. I know a couple guys like but that. Of course, I know. I know hundreds of people like that. The point what I'm getting at is real estate, the, the smart money, the educated money is jumping in real estate. What about in cars? Can you make money in like- Of course, there's money in cars because you got chip shortages. So I got guys buying Escalades, f three fifty, sitting on waiting lists, but I'm not going to sit on a waiting list for nine months to buy a car to sell it and make 20 grand when I could use that time and buy 10 houses and make oh, 20 grand. Oh, you got guys that are like buying Everybody, new, they're, they're buying brand new cars? Yeah, G-Wagons, F-350s. And they're just flipping them as soon as they get them. As soon as they buy them, they Wow. Dump Same thing with the watches. Everything is shortage. But you have to understand, the second that that supply chain comes back, People are going to be liquidating their asset. Can you imagine going to the car dealer? Hey, um, you're sixty thousand on you're you're, you're you're in the basement. Sixty grand in this. What do you mean by that? Well, you all hundred. It's worth forty. So you're going to see a lot of foreclosures, and you're going to see a lot of repos on cars probably within the next two three years. Because mm. people are paying over sticker for cars. Right. Yeah. I own car lots. I don't even buy cars. I don't <laughs> care. I own a car lot. I bought it. Now I'm going to build ten apartments on it. What about what about all your other like your assets like your trading cards? Well, I told you the baseball cards where the money's at. People started laughing at me. Who and was laughing at you? Some of the people who don't really know what they're talking about. You talking I, about the commenters? Yeah, but here's the funny thing, like. Lou, yeah, Lou Gehrig, 34 Gowdy, Babe Ruth, 33 Gowdy, Ty Cobb, T205, T206, Walter Johnson, Rogers Hornsby. Those cards have tripled. Roberto Clemente, rookie. Willie Mays. Those cards. Because Are you selling any? No, I only, listen, I only sell the junk. Jordan rookies, junk. That's, to me, that's trash. LeBron, Durant, that's trash. 
because that is so let's pretend lebron james has um he, he something happens where he gets in trouble he goes to prison. I'm, I'm not saying that would ever happen but let's just say it happens okay. let's say mike trout breaks his leg never plays again right there's so many of these assets around they have a value but in reality what's the true value the true value is what it's worth in longevity Mickey Mantle ain't going nowhere. He's in a grave. He ain't going nowhere. Right. Will Chamberlain is dead. Bill Russell's not dead, but he he's a king of basketball. He got 11 rings. These cards are going up in value by the day. Bro, Will Chamberlain. Did you hear the story about Will Chamberlain spitting in the guy's face? No, but I heard he he, he had like 5,000 women. Bro, yeah, I heard that too. That's why they called him Will to Stilt, right? Well, I heard this story. I forget who was telling it, but one of the guys that played with him was telling a story on it. It was on a YouTube video I watched. And they were they were getting in an elevator before a game, and uh, some civilian just walked in the elevator. Some random guy standing at the hotel looks up at Will, and he goes, "Damn, how's the weather up there?" And Will just fucking spits in his face. It's raining. Yeah, yeah. Well, I met Will what Chamberlain a at a card show. He was dick. a cool dude when I met him. He was. Yeah, most of these athletes are cool. It's just that people expect them to be something that they're not. And they don't want to be bothered by common folk. Listen, you want me to go to you on Publix or you're eating with your girl? Like, nobody wants to be bothered. Yeah, but could you imagine LeBron James spitting in somebody's face? Bro, he would be fucking I don't think LeBron jail. James communicates with regular people. No, he, def- he definitely he? doesn't. He's probably one of the most loved and hated athletes in the history of the earth. He really is. People, a lot of people fucking hate him. Yeah, they're just haters. But look, back to the real estate game. <laughs> Because this is not making us money. If you want to invest in sports yeah, but cards, talk about. but Danny, listen, if you okay. want to invest in sports cards pre nineteen fifty nine, baseball, baseball, you want to buy Hall of Fame players. You don't want to buy the new junk. Like you know, I love Michael Jordan. I own a lot of his cards. They're you know they're depressed because there's a lot of them. But at the same time, when you buy vintage, that's where the money's at. It's just like art. It's always going to go up. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, when you got Picasso, you know, stuff like that always goes up. You know what I'm saying? Van Gogh, stuff like that. You ever bought any shit like that? Any, like, super high dollar nah, art? You know, I invested here and there. It's just not my thing. If I don't like it, I don't want it. I there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's this uh, website called Masterworks where it's, like, a, basically, like, a stock system for buying art. Like, you can buy shares in, like, super expensive fine art like Picasso. Of course, so basically what they do is they buy an asset for a million bucks, they make a thousand shares, and they sell it for a certain dollar amount, and they own a certain percent, right. and then they manipulate it by buying people so the property just keeps going up. Same thing, they do that with baseball cards. Oh, do they? Of course, they do that with all assets. They use okay. a crowdfunding platform right. to purchase this asset, and it's like this. Let's pretend Seems like a that, very interesting way to do it. Of course. Let's say you want to own a a Mickey Mantle 52 tops and a PSA 5 it's worth $300,000 let's say and you don't have 300000 but you could get 10 guys to put 30 mm-hmm. you could get 100 guys to put 3 and you control like an HOA like in real estate you control it you're the one c- manipulating the, pro- the process what do you think about dudes I don't know if do you, have you heard of that dude called Grant Cardone of course he's he's a master at um, he seems like a fucking hustler to me the pro- he seems the, like a crook well, he's the kind of guy that'll buy a property and then borrow money for the down payment. But if it's working for him, hey, by all means, run and do it. He also sells, he sell, he buys these fucking big buildings, apartment buildings or hotels or whatever it is, with his online, his internet audience. 
he gets them to all invest in it. Of course. So he's he like an assignment. He thing. does what we talked about just now with the with the fucking yeah, breaking. So let's up. say this is a hotel and it's worth five million. You get a contract to buy it for five million and then you sell Sarah's at six million. You just made a million dollars, you didn't do anything. But see, look, that's not my hustle, and that's definitely not what I'm looking to do. I never want a headache. It's just I, a weird thing. What I want to do is give people free information so they can get rich. Yeah. Listen, by the by, let me just say, remember last time I put my phone number on your on the block? I must have had 700 to 1,000 phone calls. Did you really? Minimum. Fuck yeah. And I want to thank everybody who called me, and I, I just love you guys, and I hope whatever information I gave you helped you a little bit. We got a, uh, we, I think we have a little bit of a uh, rem- remnants of a real estate following on our show because we used to do a lot of real estate stuff on here. Of course. Real estate is the key to make money. What other business do you know that you can make millions of dollars and not have a high school education or nothing? Unless like you're like a YouTuber or something. Yeah, I don't know. But think about it. In the real world... Bro, the world's crazy. People don't want to interact with people anymore. What do you think's going to happen with all the NFT shit? Well, the NFTs are taking a beating because in reality, what are they backed by? You know, a friend of mine is making NFTs with the sports cards, and it's backed by the sports card in a vault. And eBay charges like 12 to 13%. So basically, they're just pimping the bully like I talked about. They're, they're pimping the of bully. Of course they are. They're taking <laughs> your that. assets, and you're, selling, you're doing all the work, and they're making all the money. So a buddy of mine's making a new thing. It's called Gem, right? He takes the card. So let's say this card is worth $1,000. Okay. You put it on his site. You sell it. You pay 3%, and it goes to the next guy. You understand? They hold it in their vault. If you want it, they'll bring it right back to you. This is going to take over the whole sports card industry. Wow. Because because if you go to a trading show, which is cool, you know what I mean? You buy, that's what I did for multiple years. Go there, buy, sell, trade, right? But, you know, you got to travel. You got to go here and there. But a regular collector, yeah, where are they buying? At these auction houses that charge a 20% VIG or eBay where the seller has to pay 13%. So he's going to jack it up. So there's no free market there. It's manipulated by these big, these big um, conglomerates, mm. these big uh, monopolies. Right. But is the stock market really that much more credible or, or more real than the crypto market? Like how well, much if you more look real at the it? stock market Sure they're but they're selling products, right? But that's that's I mean they're selling a they're selling a piece of their business. Right. When you buy a stock, you're purchasing a piece of the business. And when the interest when the feds had the interest rates at like a half a percent, you're borrowing money, right? So you're paying more for the stock because the money's costing you very little. So now you're able to, to, to look, Netflix was at 700. It's like a buck 70 now. Tesla was like about 1100 in the beginning of the year. It's like $700 now. Uh. Okay. Apple was like at 200. It's a buck 30. Everything is dropped. Bro, um, Roblox was at 120. Now it's 30. So if you look, everything's being devalued. Because, and then, you know, they're trying to blame it on inflation. But in reality, you're raising the interest rates. When you raise the interest rates, you have less buying power. So they're cre- how many times would they, how many times in your life are you studied where the government basically tell we want a recession? That's what they're telling you. Right, right. Why do you want a recession? You know why they want a recession? Let's say you're average Joe in 2010 and you bought a house for seventy thousand dollars with a three percent FHA loan. Right, the seller gave you a six percent concession. He paid your down payment and your closing costs. Your mortgage payment's three hundred dollars. Your house is worth six hundred thousand now. You owe fifty. You put nothing down. You never had a thousand dollars in your bank account. Now you got five hundred thousand in cash. If you sell it, you think you're going to be a liberal communist now? Hell no, you're going to be a conservative. So in order for the liberal communists to stay in party, they got to figure out a way to screw you. And this is the number one way to screw you. 
destroy people's assets. It's not about inflation. They lied about inflation. Inflation is what the market will pay. If it's a gallon, $6 of gas and you're willing to pay it, pay it. If everybody stops driving, it'll be $2. And look at what the tax is on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Holy shit. So you have to understand reality. Reality is when you're looking at a market and they gave away $30 trillion. You don't think insane. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, let me ask you another question real quick. I'm not political because politics does not make me money. I hate not at all. But if you got a student debt for 50 G's and and you're going to wipe it out, I'm going to pay for it. Taxpayers pay for that. So if a high school dropout who's a plumber, why would he pay for a lawyer's schooling? How does that make sense? Can you answer that? A, a high school dropout, he pays taxes just like everybody. He lives but my in point is, He's let's citizen, pretend you you're a high school dropout and you worked as a plumber. Now you own the plumbing company. You never took a loan. You never borrowed money from nobody, right? Right. But this guy went to college to be a lawyer. He just don't pay his debts. So now this guy, the taxpayer, has to be... If they wipe out student loans, that doesn't get wiped the out. That becomes a new it. tax, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you seen something was free? Yeah, it's a weird thing. But regardless of that, the whole point is, if you want to make money in real estate, you have to figure out how to control the asset. This whole session that we just did is about controlling the asset. You have to understand a way to figure out how to control the Own asset. Own real estate. <clears throat> Own real estate. Lease real estate. Um, do do like... Um, Sublease real estate. Whatever you can do that you could control the sale or the buy, that's what puts you in power. Real estate is power. Find a way to get to... To, to get some fat on the bone. Get any some way on the you bone. put this or you put this on the internet, any way you want. If you want right now, believe me, if you're in the middle, if you're in the market to buy a house you're going to live in, try to wait a month or two. See what happens. A month or two from now. A month or what two about people now. who say, here's a question. What about people who say the market's topped out right now? I got all this fucking equity. This crazy housing boom has made me a millionaire in the past two years. Now I have all this fucking equity. I want to sell it and rent for a couple months and see what happens to the market and then fucking buy a house on the water for a discount. Try to time well, that makes sense. Try if to you, gain the system and time the system right. to where the market, hopefully the market crashes and then I can take all my equity I got in my house in the peak and buy something for a discount when it crashes. Well, let me just tell you this. If you're a married, if you're a married person, you got, if you make $500,000, you don't have to pay taxes on that money. But if you make a million dollars on your home, you have to pay taxes on that extra $500,000. If you take a line of credit on that house, you don't have to pay any taxes. Oh, only 500,000. If it's 500,000 or less. If you're married. If you're, if married. you're single, it's 250. So what and I you have would to live there for two years too, right? Listen, I'm definitely 100% not an accountant. I don't have time or the brain power for that. You know, I just give my paperwork to, to, to my Candace, my cousin who runs my business, and we deal with the accountants. And at the end of the day, surprise, this is what your silent partner made. But the point of the game is this. Me personally, if I could sell my asset and wait and figure out that maybe the market will, will bottom and I could buy something else, I would definitely do it. But at the same time, you have to understand the value of the dollar depreciates daily. So a million dollars today is not a million dollars 20 years ago. Right. You understand my point? Oh, totally. So you have to figure out what works best for you. Like me, I'm not moving for any money. When I'm going to uproot my family and move to make a couple hundred G's, why would I ever do that? Right. Where am I going to go? I could build a brand new house, so what? It's not going to be where I live. If you don't like your place, dump it. Get your money, be out. Right. If your goal is to keep moving up the ladder, could create bigger debt, higher taxes, why not? 
Some people try to do that. Some people try to climb the ladder by gaming the system, like with the market, the market going up and down. Like I know a guy who does this with boats. Like a guy, a, a friend of mine, bought his boat. He bought this fucking forty-two foot yellowfin boat with like four Mercuries on it. Bought it for cash from a guy in Boca Raton for like six hundred grand a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He's getting offers on it right now for like nine hundred thousand. Right, so he's making a fifty percent profit in that time. You got to pay to store it. You got to pay to insure it. You could buy a Mickey Mantle rookie for six hundred thousand and put it in your closet and sell it for more than more than a million. And it costs you zero to to, to sit on it. What I'm saying is, there's people that that try people to climb the like, course, bro. climb the ladder like well, that. That's with a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Everybody wants to create wealth. And if you could buy something and push it and make money and you know about it, by all means, do it. But how fucking bad would that suck if you uprooted your family out of your house th- and sold it for a profit, thinking that the market's going to crash and it never fucking crashes? Meanwhile, now you're on the sideline. Even line, if the market drops. the fucking thing go up. So if you ever study real estate, even when the market goes up and down, the next time it goes up, it goes up way higher. The watermark always right. goes up. Yep. Always goes up. Because people remember paying X for something. So it's like this. If I bought a shirt for 50 bucks, right, my mind is it's worth $50. If it's for sale for 20 30 okay. But when it goes up, if it's 100 it's 100 That's it. Because everything moves forward. Yo, check that camera real quick. In the real estate game, the only reason I wanted to come here today was to tell you, for all the people out there who have real estate, who want to buy real estate, if your property value is dropping, and listen, I own a lot of real estate. You don't think I'm going to lose a lot of money, but I'm going to make new money. The new money I'm going to make is going to be way more than the money I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really losing money because I stole my assets. There's just the, the equity might drop, but just imagine how much new money you're going to make when you start robbing other people's goods. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you're buying properties for people, they're just getting nervous. P- people who get nervous, they're the ones who destroy the market. Right, when they sell for a discount, right? Yeah, why sell if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, the government is forcing a recession. I have never in my life seen when a government has forced a recession. And why, And you think they're forcing the recession to fucking depreciate, to get people's assets to lose value? Well, I, I just, well, you know I mean? That could be far-fetched, but I just think that they're trying to depreciate assets because the inflation is too high. And the regular person doesn't make enough money to sustain themselves. Right. If cars, if a car costs 40 Gs before, the, the, before this COVID, and now it's 70, and a house was 200, and now it's 350... And a gallon of gasoline was two, and now it's five. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's only certain much, certain amount of money people can spend. But you have to understand this. Let's, let me put it to you like this. Let's pretend that we were making a soup, and there's eight people at the party. The soup is going to be beautiful, right? But if you keep more people coming, more, and we ain't got no more steak, we ain't got no more f- vegetable, we throwing water in there to stretch the soup, right? Yeah. Now that soup tastes like dog shit. Yeah. Same thing with printing money, COVID, $1,400 for this guy, this guy this, this guy gets $100,000 from from this loan, that loan. Mm-hmm. Bro, those loans ain't going to get paid. Right. Who's going to pay them loans? Taxpayers. So now they want to slow it down. It's definitely interesting, you know, the prospect of what you're doing. I've never heard anybody else talk about that shit that you talk about as far as like, Getting you know, in it, getting getting your your fucking elbow deep into this shit as far bro, as you listen do. if you want if you want to dive in you got to dive head first otherwise you ain't gonna make it if you put your toe in the water you don't want to be there 
in the real estate game, like any game, the real estate, the but reason it's not something you can dabble in is what I'm getting at. Like you, you're fucking hands on. Danny, listen to me. Everybody needs to live somewhere, an apartment building, a garage, a house, a, a mansion, a yacht. Dwelling is a necessity, right? So somebody will own it. The hedge funds are licking their chop. Oh my God, I can't wait for this to drop. Please God, let this drop. So you know why? So they could come in and swoop it up. And then the rents go up higher. Haven't you noticed the rents have gone oh, up? Oh, yeah. I've seen that. No, I've totally seen that. And I've seen, I've noticed, even in my neighborhood, a big fucking investment company in like Arizona just bought the house across the street from me. They're buying the whole communities. It's fucking crazy. Get a little piece of the pie, control an asset. Let me give you my phone number. Scoot again. in a little bit. Scoot in a little bit. I'm going to give my phone number again. Okay. Give it's it. It's 813 857 4104. Call me on anything. I don't want a penny. Appreciate that. The audience needs you. The world needs you, man. And uh, I appreciate you coming and dropping your knowledge today. Bro, always 100%. Real quick, let me just add just one more thing. Yeah. The Lightning are down 3-1. We're going to win our third cup. Stop. We're take three in a row. Stop. Why? Why do you think that? Because they know how to win. When your back's against the wall and you've been there multiple times, there's something in you that knows what you're doing. Do the, this... Colorado team just come out of nowhere or what? Like they got a lot of speed, a lot. They have a lot of weapons, a lot, a, a lot of. But the but the Lightning, they got five Hall of Famers on that team. That goal is pretty good. They got their coach huh? Cooper. They got Vasilevsky. They got um, Kucherov. They got um, Hedman, and they got their captain. Bro, they're gonna win. People, they're gonna win. I want to ask you something. I know you said you're not a big sports better, okay? But I want you to give me the line for the next uh, hockey game. I'm gonna tell. For, for I'm the series t- or the game? No, just the next game, not the series. You just you just said they're winning this. They're okay. winning the series, right? So I think the line on the next game is Colorado minus one sixty. Colorado minus one sixty. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What does that? What do you mean one sixty? So you so. I just look at like so, so right now. So I'm basically, on my you have to bet hundred and sixty dollars to win a hundred if you think oh, Colorado's going to win. Okay. So on yeah, the backtrack, if you bet one hundred on the Lightning, you will win hundred and sixty. Got it. Okay. So right now, the Lightning are plus one and a half points. Yeah. AKA okay. minus one seventy. Okay. Right. So it's close to what I said. So that means if you bet a hundred dollars on the Lightning. You'll, they'll pay you 170 if the Lightning win. And that one and a half means, that means that the line is that they're going to win. By one and a half by minimum. So basically it's like two goals because there is not a half a goal. So exactly. if, they, if they win by one goal, if you bet that line for Colorado, yeah. if you bet that they win one and a half, if they win by one goal, you lose. If they win by two goals or better, you win. Right, right. So they are plus one and a half. And the over-under is six points. Yeah, so six goals total. So what would you do? What would you do? If, well, I, wanted, I, if I wanted to parlay well, I the over-under. I just told you. I told you the, the Lightning are going to win. So money line or do I do I would them? take it all. I would parlay that whole thing. I would take the over on the six. I would take the one over and a on half. The six. And I would take And I would bet the Lightning. The Lightning plus one and a half or just Lightning straight up to win? I would take the Lightning straight up to win. Straight up And I'd take that one and a half because obviously. Oh, you I, would take the one and a half. Of course, because okay. they're giving you a goal. Yeah, but you're, you win less money if you take the one and a half. Bet both 
on a two on a parlay Ooh. teaser. Whatever. Listen, I'm, I used to gamble okay, a little bit in it. Vegas, but you know what? When I used to gamble, I could never win. I'm gonna tell you why. Because if I'm up ten grand, twenty grand, it's not changing my life. So eventually, I'm gonna lose it. True. That's why you don't gamble anymore. Why should I? If I win ten G's, I'm not even happy. It's a waste of your fucking time, isn't it? Of course, I go. Yeah, a, bit, a little bit here and there, but it's really not fun for me. What What is the fun of gambling? Uh, it's a high it's, to it's win. A, it's a rush. Because if I'm a fan, I'm a pay. If you tell me right now, Brian, give me ten G's in the Lightning win. I'll give it to you in a second. I don't want no money. I want my team to win. I'm a sports fan. I'm not looking to make money on sports. Mm. I make money with sports cards. How long have you been following hockey? Are you big? Are you been following? Nah, hockey? not really. Maybe you know a years. lot about a lot of sports. maybe twenty years. But I've been following. <laughs> not very long. Twenty years. But I've been following baseball. I'm going to be 52 on July 5th. I've been watching baseball every day since I was five. Happy birthday! Thank you. And I've been watching college football and, and boxing. I love old boxing, old boxing and old baseball. Old Baseball's school. not the same. It's very boring now. Why do they get more boring? Because they have a shift and pitchers only go three to four innings. It's just a complete different game. Really? The baseball, they destroyed it. What the fuck is wrong? Why is every single year there's this crazy there's this crazy lockout in baseball? To where the, well, they've the, only the had players one lockout union, since 94. But no, not lockout, but when the players union can't come to a deal with the owners. Well, what's happening is this. When you play baseball, you're, let's say you're on a rookie contract, you only make the minimum salary for like three years. Which is a couple hundred grand or something. Like 600 maybe, right. 600000 700000 And then you have three years of arbitration where you make a certain dollar amount the team offers you, and then the player's agent offers them, and if they don't agree, they got to go to court with a mediator, and then the team tells you how bad you are, and then the agent tells you how good you are, and then it bothers the player, gets in his head. And then you got three years. So basically, the owners have like six years of control before you become a free agent. But the Rays have proved that spending money is really not how to win. They've never won a championship, but they had the best record in the league last in the in the American League last year. They had the best record in 2020, made the World Series. So money. See, when players make big money on free agency, what's happening is they're getting paid for past performance. So it's it, you know so the owners they've come to the conclusion like it doesn't make sense. Do you think you'd ever own an MLB team or a sports team? Well, I don't have enough money for that because the cheapest team is probably one and a half billion dollars. Well, do you think you'll ever have enough money to do that? Nah, because money doesn't really phase me like that. I make money for a sport. I like to live modest and I make money. But I it's it's for me to own a team that's it's not even feasible. So I wouldn't think about it. You're not into like owning. Some people are into owning shit because it's like big and it's like. Well, I'm into the sports card game. I love that. I mean, like, like when I'm even with real estate. Like, some people have the mentality of like, I want to own this big, beautiful building on this big fucking road that everyone drives by because it's like well, solidifies it's my right, legacy. Exactly. Legacy. Well, I have a lot of nice properties. Like one day, if you ever have bored, I'll, I'll drive you by them. But that's just not my thing. My thing is real estate is a tool to make money. If you're a carpenter, you got a hammer, right? That's your tool. Yeah. If you're um, if you're an electrician, you have your tools, right? So real estate is a tool for me to make money. And, you know, I'm into real estate. I'm on the phone all day and night. I, but after I go home, I just don't really think about it till the next morning. Do you have any properties that you keep and hold that you just collect rents on? I've used to own many. I still have some. I still have rental properties. But I have property managers deal with it. The only reason I don't sell them is because you have to depreciate them. It has more to do with taxes than it does with the real estate. And it's an it's an asset you could always leverage. Because you have to leverage to buy new assets. I mean, you can't keep buying and selling without money. 
So if you have assets, you can leverage them, lines of credit, stuff like that. Okay, so it just works. It just works as like a tool for you. Yeah, it's like this. It's like how do you, so let's just say you buy 20 properties and they're 500 grand a piece. That's $10 million. For you to acquire that, you have to have money somewhere, right? But money sitting in a bank is losing money due to the fact of inflation. So you have to have your money working every day. Because if your money's not working every day, you're losing. Nothing stays still. Nothing. Right. It either goes up or down. It's a yo-yo, right? Mm. So you have to have your your assets leveraged to make money. Mm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, okay, so one more time. You said you think a month or two, something's going to happen in the housing market. You think it's going to have a correction? It's going to go up, down a little bit? Down so, a little bit, you yeah, think? Yeah, I think, I think the assets are definitely going to drop minimum 7 to 10%. 7 to 10%. Mm-hmm. And the reason is they were way inflated to begin with. Okay. So remember, most people purchase based on mortgage payment. If the interest rates go up, their mortgage payment goes up. Right. But in, in another way, the supply and demand. New construction will not drop because it costs so much money to make it. You have to have insurance. You got to pay your employees. You have to buy your materials that are inflated. You got to pay for the dirt. And plus, you got to make a profit. Mm-hmm. So the the new construction is going to stay firm. Okay, the prices of new construction, yeah, of course. It. Otherwise, why do it? Right. Look, I own a lot of dirt. I got a property I could build 112 units right now. I just don't. I don't want to do it. Right. Because it doesn't make mathematical sense. It's better for me to hold that dirt and sell it to someone else. And I much rather hold paper. Like I'll give them a mortgage and just collect an interest payment. Right. Because I make money doing it. Nothing. And God forbid they don't pay me, I've, I've confiscated it. Take it, repo it. Exactly. Foreclose. Exactly. But you're going to see a lot of change in the market. It's going to be fun. We'll do this again, and then we'll see where we're at. Cool. All right, everyone, you got Brian. What's your number again? 813-857-4104. Brian's available for you for any sort of real estate advice. Let me see how many investing. calls I missed. This is investment advice. But we're not live. No, I know. doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I missed 27 calls. 27 fucking calls. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I got two closings. Go get to work.